It's sad. It's, it's sad when you have to prompt the audience to clap for you. Hi, thanks for allowing me to be here today. Um, greetings from Ann Arbor uh, and the Green Room, and uh, I'm always excited when I get to, I get to share my heart uh, here. It's been a little while since I've been here. Some cool things have been happening. Um, uh, first of all, you went to two services, which is awesome. Um, I didn't know that until like three days ago, basically. Well, at least I forgot about it. And I'm like, they have two now? So uh, that's okay. So I feel a little tired. That's okay. Um, the second thing is, is that you've celebrated your second anniversary. And that is amazing, too. And you celebrated with 18 people being baptized? Come on, that's incredible. You know what? And I was thinking about it as I'm sitting there. That stuff doesn't just happen. You know that, right? It doesn't just happen. Things like that doesn't just happen. You just don't sh show up and all of a sudden some... It happens because God is involved, because the Spirit of God is moving in this place in miraculous ways. And so you can know that God is at work in this place. And all the way from Ann Arbor, um, we were thinking of you and just thanking God for you. And so I'm just really, really excited to be here and, like I said, just uh, be able to, to share my heart. Um, for those of you who... Um, maybe you haven't been here, or maybe you're new, or this is the first time in a little while. Um, we're in this uh, series called What's Next? And we, I think this is like the eighth week. I'm kind of closing out this whole series. And if you're new, let me just give you just a really quick synopsis of what we've been talking about for the, the last so many weeks. Um, at the beginning of the year, right, always in the beginning of January, there's resolutions that we have. And we say, I'm going to make my life better. I'm gonna, this is going to be the best year of my entire life. We all do it, whether we actually write it down or we just think it in our hearts or whatever. Like, and we think of all the things in our life that we're going to make better. And it's pretty much everything, right? It's like this is the list, right? With physical, emotional, mental, financial, social, right? All these things. Like we're going to make a game plan. We're going to put a game plan together so this becomes the best year of our lives, but we forget one thing. What do we forget? What side? Spiritual side, of course. And the ironic thing is, is that we leave that up to chance, and yet it's the most important side, it's the most important aspect of anything in our lives. It affects not only this life, but our eternities, and yet we leave all of that up to chance. And we're saying, all right, all right, this is great. Everything else is great. You got all the emotional, you got the physical, all that kind of stuff we need to plan. We need a plan for our, our spiritual life too. Well, and, and so we're simply saying this, how can we take the next step? What is the next step? What's the plan? What's the next step that we can take in our relationship with God, in our relationship with Jesus, right? And so I'm kind of finishing out today, and, and, and I know why we're finishing out here, because you had to get through a lot to get up to this point, and we're talking about sharing our faith, right? And just saying that, I can feel like the sweat coming down your brow. I mean, it's, it can be an intimidating thing. Can I just say that? Even for a pastor, it can be a very intimidating thing. Even the words sharing our faith. It, we've, we've made it sharing our faith to, you know, kind of make it sound really good. But even that, it's like, oh, man, I got to, that's the step that I got to take. And it seems like a really, really big step, and it's an intimidating step. And, and I get it. I totally get it. But I, here's what I want to do. Here's one of my goals I have for today. And my goal that I have for today is I would love for us to be able to walk away today free, freedom. Because you're walking around, some of you, like, you want to share your faith, but you've been walking around with this weight on you. Like, it's such a huge responsibility, and you're not sure what to do with that. And what I want to do is I want to free you from that. I want to free you from that burden that you've been walking around with, all right? Because I think we can do that when we walk out, um, when we walk out today. So, yeah, sharing our faith is like one of, the, one of the most important things that we can do. You know, some people say that... Um, that sharing your, that, that the church 
doesn't really care about sharing our faith anymore. And I don't believe that to be the case. I just don't think we know really how. I don't know, were you here, um, some of you were here last November, and we did this series, right? What's your one? Do you remember, who's your one? Do you remember that? Who's your one if you were here? And remember what we did? We, we came in and we were, we were asked um, to think about someone in your life, just one person, just one person, not 10, not 20, not 50, but just one person in your life that you're already in a relationship with, maybe somebody at work, somebody at school, maybe a family member, just one person where you feel that God wants to work through you to reach that person, just one. And if you were here in November, what we did is um, we were asked to, well, basically asked to ask God to reveal that person in our lives, and we just wrote their name down on this on this sheet here, this small sheet. And then we like tore a piece off and then put it on the cross. If you were here, you remember that. And that cross was filled with names, right? And it was amazing and it was stunning and it was so emotional, right? So there, I mean, there are, and, and um, just to let you know, at the end of what I'm gonna be talking about and what I'm gonna be sharing today, we're gonna have another one of those opportunities. If you've already done that, we're gonna bring that person up in your mind again because maybe you spent a lot of time praying for them, but it's so easy to forget over time. We wanna bring that back. But for those of you who didn't get an opportunity, you're gonna get an opportunity this time. You're gonna get an opportunity to ask God, okay, who's the person, that one person that you want me to reach like, like somebody else reached me? And I believe we all wanna do this. I really do, as evidenced by that cross. I believe, but we just don't know how. We just don't know how to share our faith. You know, many of you are here today because someone had the guts to share their faith with you. That was the journey they started on. And you're here today because of it. And more than anything, what we wanna do is we wanna do the same for someone else. We want them to experience what God has done in our life. We want their life to be changed because our life was changed. None of us doesn't want that, we want that. We just don't know how. And some of, you, some of you may have gone to classes or maybe you've done courses or maybe you've read books or you've been taught how to do it. And at the end of it, you felt like, well, this is really, really uncomfortable. That's like the best. The worst is that this feels manipulative. And if it feels manipulative, it should be uncomfortable. And then at the same time, you're like all these other things on top of it, right? Like there's reasons and I call, people call them excuses. I just call them reasons. Like there are things that are happening. Like you're just like, I, 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 it's an awkward thing. And it is, it can feel like a very awkward thing. There's that distance between like, there's this, like what if I say something and now there's gonna be like, it's gonna be different between our relationship now. And I don't know if I could deal with that, right? Or, or maybe you're like, I don't, I, if they ask me a question, I'm not gonna know the answer to it. Or maybe it's like, I don't know my Bible well enough. Who am I to do this? Like all these things. And you know what it is? It's just one brick after another, after another, after another that builds up and becomes this barrier or this wall between us doing the most important, the most incredible thing that we could ever do in our entire life, and that is have a conversation about something that has changed our life with somebody else and allow God to do that work. And so what I wanna do today is I wanna break down that wall. I wanna say we don't have to have that wall anymore. We don't have to have the reasons. We don't have to have the excuses. We don't have to worry about being unnatural. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Definitely not manipulative. And we can just live our lives and do what we've always wanted to do and talk to somebody else about the one that changed our lives. Are you up for that? Are you ready for that? So let's do that because I hope we walk away freer than when we walked in today. And what I wanna do is I wanna go to a passage. It's a passage found in the book of John in the Gospels. The Gospel is just the, the story of Jesus. And it's in the very beginning of John and it just talks about one person leading another person to Jesus, quite literally. So let me, let me pray for us. Let me center our hearts, okay? We've got, man, we've, 
so much this morning. You've already been through so much. You've probably been out. You've probably already been yelling at your kids, all that kind of stuff. I know I did this morning. And, and, and you've walked in here, and, and we just need to center our hearts on what God wants to say. We need to open our minds and our hearts because God wants to speak to us today. He does. He invited you here. He's been here already. You knew that, right? He always was here, and he's inviting us here to speak to us. And we have to be open to that. And so I want to pray for us. So let me do that. God, I thank you for this moment. I know this is a special moment. This is a different moment than the first service. This is different. You're ready. You're ready. There are different people here, and you want to say different things. And so, Father, I ask that you work through me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and acceptable to you. And I pray, God, that you reveal to us that one person, just that one person, God, that you want us to reach uh, for you. God, there was somebody in our lives that had the guts and loved us enough to share their story with us. And Father, that's all we want to do. We want to share what's changed our lives. So thank you for that. Thank you for being willing to partner with us, these broken vessels, in doing that incredible purpose. Now we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so let's, let's look at this story because I believe when we look at this story uh, and we apply it to our lives, all of the barriers that we have are just gonna fall to the ground, right? And it's been an amazing passage for me to keep on going back to, to remind myself of the freedom that comes into it, all right? So it says this, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Now, so this story is really a story about a guy by the name of Philip. Philip is watching Jesus. He's been kind of, kind of taking notes. He's been watching de- Jesus and hearing his teachings and seeing his miracles. And Philip is so intrigued. Matter of fact, Jesus is starting to fill all the gaps in his life, all the holes in his heart. And basically everything that Philip was looking for, Jesus holds in the palm of his hands. And so when Jesus comes up to Philip and says, Philip, I want you to follow me, Philip is all in. He's all in right away. He says, yeah, I am in. And you know the first thing that Philip wants to do? The first thing that Philip wants to do is to go tell his friend Nathaniel about what God has done in his life. To go tell his friend Nathaniel about this Jesus that has changed everything in his life. Uh, Nathaniel is Philip's one. Nathaniel is the one that Philip would have written, the name that Philip would have written down on this card. And so he does. And he goes, he goes to his friend Nathaniel and he says this. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Anyway, he's come to him and he says, we Listen, listen, Nathaniel, I got to tell you about this Jesus. Everything that we've been searching for, everything that the Bible has been talking about, everything that we've been hoping and dreaming for is in this Jesus, this Jesus from Nazareth. I have to share that with you. And he shares all about Jesus to Nathaniel. Now, how does Nathaniel, his friend, respond when hearing the news about this Jesus? He responds in a way that we all dread, with a question. Can we be honest? Isn't that what we all dread? We're a dread they're going to ask a question. They're going to ask a question that we don't know the answer to. So I want to show you, I want to show you how he responds. He says this, Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? It's a question. 
And if we're honest with ourselves, this is the thing that we're most afraid of. We're afraid that we're gonna go, we're gonna share our faith, and they're gonna come back with a question. And it's a question that we don't know the answer to. It could be a question about God. It could be a question about the Bible. It could be a question about Jesus. It could be a question about religion in general. It could be a question about church history. It could be anything. And we're not gonna know the answer to it. And it terrifies us. It terrifies us, but that's okay. Do you know how I know? You know how I know that they're going to ask a question, and it might not be that day or the first time that you bring it up. It might. It's going to be. It's going to be along the way somehow. How do I know this? I know this is because if they didn't have a question, if they didn't have a doubt, if they didn't have struggles, if they didn't have some kind of a barrier, they would already be a follower of Jesus but it's something that they have been thinking about for a long time. Now, listen, this is the question that Nazareth, that's not, or that's not gonna be the question that you get. <laughs> I promise you that. They're not gonna care about that. They're not gonna care that Jesus came from there. Who cares? Uh, but you'll get something. And like I said, I know you get something because they've been struggling with something for a long time because if they hadn't been struggling for something for a long time or wrestling with it, thinking about it, they probably already be a follower of Jesus. And so how does, how does Philip respond to Nathaniel's question, right? Because this is what we're asking. So when somebody asks me a question, how am I supposed to respond to that, right? Um, does he like, does he say, hey, uh, yeah, uh, you know what, um, uh, if, you, if you just kind of read a little bit deeper, you can, you can see it. If, or does he like say, you know what, here's the Bible commentary, maybe we'll, we'll go through that. Does he bring out charts and graphs? Does he say, you know, here's the original language in Greek and Hebrew? Does, it, does he say, you know what, does he like try to make something up? No, this is what he says. Here's what he says. Here's how he answers him. He says this, come and see. Come and see. You know, you, do you like feel kind of what's under this? See, he says, come and see, but there's underneath this, he's really saying, you know what he's saying? He's saying, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right? It's like, that's a, that's a good one. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. I don't. He's, saying, he's saying, I don't know, but here's what I do know. I know this Jesus changed my life. Uh, Nathaniel, that is a really, really good question. I don't know that. But what I do know is I'm a different person because of this Jesus. Nathaniel, that's an excellent question, and we're probably going to work through that. But all I know is that this Jesus has changed my life and has filled every single hole in my heart. And there's something about him. That's what I know. That's what I know. Do you know what's interesting? I've been, a, I've, been a, I've been a pastor for about 15 years, five years as a teaching pastor, 10 years as a lead pastor, and I found something really, really interesting. I found that people don't go from, in general, people don't go from unbelief to belief because they get all their questions answered. I found that. I have gone years trying to answer people's questions, but they, don't go, they do not go from unbelief to belief because they get their questions answered. You know what they do? They go from unbelief to belief because they meet Jesus. They have a personal encounter with the living Jesus. 
And when people have a personal encounter with a personal living Jesus, everything that used to be a barrier, all those questions, all those doubts, all, all of that kind of stuff, it just begins to fade. Now, it doesn't fade away. It doesn't go away. It just gets smaller. In the light of this Jesus, in the light of this personal Jesus that loves them enough to die for them, all of their questions and all of their doubts and all of the things that had gotten away, it just begins to shrink and it becomes manageable and they're able to take that step in the light of a personal Jesus when they meet Jesus. Our job, the only job that we have when it comes to sharing our faith is to set up a meeting. That's our job, is to set up a meeting. We don't have to know, you know what? You know, we don't have to know all the answers. Can I just free you from that? It's okay to say, I don't know. Matter of fact, it's important to say, I don't know. Get that into vocabulary. We don't like to say, I don't know, because we feel that's a weakness. It's not. It's a strength. There's a power on I know. When somebody asks you a question, something that they've been, at, they've been thinking about and struggling and wrestling about for a long time, maybe almost their entire life, they don't want a pat answer. They want you to look at them and understand that they've been dealing with that. And it's a struggle for them. Maybe they haven't been able to sleep at night because of it. And you look at them and you say, I don't know. That is an awesome question. And you know what it does? It frees us. It frees us from thinking that we have to have all the answers. You don't. I want to free you from that. You don't have to know that I have all the answers. You know why? Because it's not up to you anyway. It's not up for you anyway. It's not up to you to have all the right words and, and phrases all perfect. It's not up to you to have all the right answers to all their questions. It's not up to you. It's up to God. And that's why all he wants you to do is to set up a meeting with Jesus and allow Jesus to do the rest. Just set up a meeting, set an invitation, get them together. Because when they meet this personal Jesus, all of their questions and their doubts, it begins to fall down. Now, like I said, it doesn't always go away. But they're able to walk with it. They're able to step over that line with it because it becomes manageable. It no longer is a wall that is keeping them from Jesus. Don't be afraid of the I don't knows. It can be powerful. It's amazing where some of the I don't knows have led me in my conversations. Just be real. This is the reason, this is so the reason why he says to him, he says, come and see. Come and see. Because Philip is convinced that when Nathaniel meets Jesus, that all those things that got in the way are gonna fall down. He's just, gonna, he's just gotta meet him, right? He's just got to meet him. Let me ask you how, how many of you, how many of you here, how many here, like, um, if you're all in, if you're all in for Jesus, how many of you that happened because you got every one of your questions answered? It's a ridiculous thought. No, it's because you met Jesus. It's because you met a personal Jesus that overwhelmed you with his love. And in light of that overwhelming love, everything else didn't seem to matter as much. Right? So don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I'm going to free you from that. Don't worry about the I don't know. He says, come and see, because he's convinced that if he sees Jesus, if he meets Jesus, if he talks to Jesus face to face, well, it's all over in a good way. It's all over. So he does, and he brings him to Jesus. 
He literally says, Jesus, come with me. I want you to meet my friend. Actually, he takes Philip or he takes um, Nathaniel to Jesus. And this is what happens. When Jesus saw Nathaniel, so Jesus kind of sitting there. I don't know what he's doing. He's probably teaching or whatever. And, um, and Philip went to go get Nathaniel and bring him to the group. And when Jesus sees Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. You know what Jesus is saying? Here comes somebody who's real. Here comes somebody who's honest. Here comes somebody who doesn't have a mask. Here comes somebody who's not going to believe something just because somebody told him to believe it. He's got to see it face to face. You know what Jesus is doing? He is so respecting and honoring Nathaniel and his questions. That's what we need to do. We need to respect people for it. We need to understand and respect their struggle. This is real. Right? And that's what Jesus does. Now, how do you think that makes Nathaniel feel? It's like, oh, yeah. Wow. Who is this person? Like, nobody saw that in me before. And he comes, and this is what, to the response of Jesus, this is what Nathaniel says. He says, oh, how do you know me? She says, here comes somebody who's real. Here's somebody who's not going to believe something just because somebody told him to believe it. And Nathaniel looks at Jesus, how do you know me? Can you, can you sense underneath those words like this already a sense of awe and wonder? How do you know me? How do you see that? I mean, we've never met, and, and you know that. I'm, Nathaniel met Jesus for maybe 10 seconds, and already there's awe and wonder. Already the barriers are being broken. You see that? It's just about setting up a meeting. And in the light of Jesus and who he is, barriers are broken. Already we see it. He hasn't met him 10 seconds. And already it's falling. He says, how do you know me? And Nathaniel asked. And Jesus said, oh, well, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. How do I, yeah, I saw you under that, that tree. How do I know you? I, I saw you under a tree. That's how I know you. It's strange. And do you know the response? What is the response that Nathaniel has to Jesus saying, ah, I saw you under that tree? Here's what he says. Here's what he says. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Now, does this seem strange to anybody? Jesus is like, yeah, I just uh, saw you in that tree over there. I'm in. <laughs> totally in. It's like weird. It's like, it doesn't work. It's like, what Jesus, did we miss something? Was there a paragraph that lost? Like, what, what Jesus said, I saw you under a tree, to what his announcement of Jesus as the Son of God, the Savior of the world, all that, it does, doesn't seem to match. And there's, there's, if you go online, you'll be bored to death by all the commentaries on this and like, oh, well, I think this and this. Some people say, you know, well, when Jesus said, I saw you under the tree, what he was really saying, he saw into his very soul. Or some people like, when I saw you under the fig tree, the fig tree often throughout the Bible is this, like this representation of Israel. And so he says, and you are an Israelite. And he's putting those together. And of course, he would be like, oh, I see how you're putting this together. I wanna be, I wanna be a follower of yours. But you know what? Can I just be honest with you? I think it is so much simpler than that. It is so much simpler. And here's, here's how simple it is. He simply met Jesus. He met Jesus face to face. He met the personal Jesus face to face. And Jesus said, I saw you. 
Do you know, do you know that people don't really want miracles? They just want to know that God sees them. They just want to know that God has been, that God knows what they're going through. That he hasn't abandoned them. That he sees them. That he sees the struggle. That he sees the wrestling. That he sees the hurt. That he sees the pain. People just want to be seen. And they want to be seen by God. And sometimes it's the smallest things that make somebody say, I'm in. I'm in because I know now that God sees me. And maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you've experienced that. Somebody like, wow, just because of the smallest thing. Maybe you have, maybe you have a one in your life. Like you just... There's somebody in your life that you just so want them to experience what you've experienced in God. And you just know that when they do, so many parts of their life will just change in a dramatic, wonderful way. And you've been trying to, you know, trying to reach them in so many different ways. You've been praying. And, and, and maybe one day you said, you know, uh, uh, you know, why don't you come to church with me? And to your, your amazement, they actually said yes. And they say, yeah, sure, yeah. And, uh, and so you woke up that morning and you're like, and you couldn't sleep that night, right? You've been there, like you invited somebody, and now you can't sleep at night because you're thinking, well, the, the service better be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, there better not be a guest speaker. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, they're better, they're, they're the song, that song they did last week, they better do that again this week, right? And all that kind of stuff. It better be great. Your expectations are like, through the roof, like this better, everything better go perfectly. And you wake up in the morning, you put your best, you know, outfit on and you go, but not too good because you don't want them to feel awkward. And you go to church, right? And then, and you're kind of waiting, you're pacing in the hallway, you know, to see if they're going to come. And then they do, they, they drive up and you see them come to the door and you open the door and you, you say, I'm, I'm so glad you came. Like, yeah, I'm glad I could come. I wasn't doing anything. Right? And you're like, okay, great. Well, come on in. And then you invite them in, and you guys, you know, and you're always, you know, trying to avoid people that are going to talk their ear off, you know, and just, oh, no, don't, don't talk to that person, right? And you, and you finally sit down, and you sit down in one of the seats, you know, not too close, but not too far, you know, you want to get perfect. And you, you sit down with that person, and, and then the service starts, and it's not as good as you thought I wanted it to be. It doesn't live up to your expectations, right? There's a guest speaker, all that kind of stuff. And, but nothing could live up to your expectations. It, heaven could not live up to your expectations. It's just like, you know, and you're like, oh man, why, you know, the, the drum's too loud and there's too much reverb on the microphone. And you're like, and it's just not going the way that you hoped. And it finished, right? And, and you're like, uh, and, and you go back out to the, you know, the, the, the parking lot and you say goodbye and the person gets in their car and you get in your car and you're driving home. And what are you thinking? You're thinking, oh man, okay, I got to go to work tomorrow or I got to go to school tomorrow and I got to see that person now. What am I going to say? And you're thinking, you're going to say, you know, it's not usually like that. You know, or, or, you know, it's a little bit better than that. And the music is a little bit better. It's usually not that guest speaker, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're thinking all that stuff. You're like, how am I going to basically apologize? for what we just experienced. And, and you're, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden there's a, there's a, your phone rings. And you look at your phone and it's your one, it's the person you're with. And you pick up the phone, you're like, hello? And you're like, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet now. You couldn't wait until tomorrow, here we go. And they say, hey. You're like, hey. And the person's like, hey, I just wanted to, I just wanna thank you for today. He said, there, there's something that happened today that I've never experienced before. 
And you're like, there was? They're like, yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know what it was. I think it was the, it was the word that, that that preacher guy said. Uh, it was that, oh, it was that, uh, it was that lyric in that song. Or maybe it was that person that I met in the hallway. They just said that thing. How did they know to say that? How, how did that pastor know to say that? How does that line in that song, how, how in the world does that fit so well? And they say, I don't know where this leads, but I know things are not going to be the same from now on. And see, you didn't see any of that. Because you were too worried that the drum was too loud and there wasn't enough reverb on the microphone and there was a guest speaker because... But you see, God knew. God knew what they needed to hear at that moment. And it wasn't big and it wasn't flashy. It was a small little thing that reminded them that God, God sees them. They didn't need a miracle. What they needed is someone who invited them to meet Jesus and let Jesus do the work. That's what they needed. And I bet you can relate. I bet it's the same thing for you. It was something small. Something small that allowed you to realize that Jesus sees you and loves you. And it was that starting point that changed everything. I love the way that this, uh, this ends. The story says this, and Jesus says, oh, Jesus is so awesome. I know I'm supposed to say that, but he is. And he says, you believe, <laughs> you're like, Nathan, you believe because I saw you under a fig tree? He says, oh, you're gonna see greater things than that. Isn't that good? There are some moments where I so wish I was there. This is a great line. Oh, oh, you are going to see greater things than that. Oh, and he did. He did. He saw a dead man come back to life again. He did. But you know I, what I believe? I believe, and I can't really prove this, so, but this is what I feel. I believe that when Jesus says these words, that he's not just talking to Nathaniel. I think he's also talking to Philip. And he looks at Philip, he says, see what happened here? You see what happened when you invited your one to meet me? See what happened? Well, guess what? You're going to see even greater things than this. Philip, you're going to see greater things than this. And some of you know what that feels like too. Because some of you have been inviting people and you've been trying to share your faith or at least say, this is, this is what's happened in my life. And maybe they've been coming to church or whatever. And you're like, ah, I don't know if it's making any kind of a, a difference. And then one day, they raise their hand to be baptized. And one day you see, as you saw 18 people last Sunday, and they dedicate their, say, I'm all in to this Jesus that transformed my life. And when it happens, there is this, these are these tears that fall on your face. Why? Because God somehow used you, worked through you, partnered with you to reach somebody else for eternity. There is nothing, there is nothing 
that is more amazing than that. Nothing. Nothing. And so what I want to do right now is I just want to pray for us. I want to pray that God spurs our spirit to do what we already want to do. To realize that there, there really are no barriers. That this, this responsibility that we have, yeah, it's a responsibility, but it's a responsibility filled with freedom. And not a weight. And so I want us to pray for that. 